welcome to Female Empowered, a podcast for female fitness and wellness professionals and business owners looking for real talk about the ins and outs of the industry. I'm Krista Gurka, an accidental entrepreneur turned founder and CEO of a multi-million dollar health and wellness business. In this podcast, I'll be sharing expert insights and having real conversations about what it means to show up, thrive, and of course, get paid. We'll talk about what works, what doesn't, and what really happens behind the scenes of a client-based business. All so you can take away sound advice and actionable steps that help you become a more successful and confident business owner, all on your own terms. So let's dive in. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to share a unique opportunity for all you women boutique fitness business owners that are tuning in. If you've ever felt overwhelmed with metrics, marketing, or just the day-to-day operations of running your fitness or wellness business, you know by listening to this podcast that you're not alone. Ever had a feel of those pesky early morning calls on a weekend? You know the ones I'm talking about. You hear your phone ringing at 8 a.m. and know this cannot be good. We've all been there. This is where the Female Fitness CEO Summit steps in. Hosted in Miami this November 8th and 9th, it's not just another event. It's two days of real hands-on strategies tailored specifically for the boutique healthcare, wellness, and fitness industry. I'm talking about laser-focused sessions on streamlining our operations, mastering your financials, and fine-tuning your messaging, all to help you run a more sustainable, and profitable business. And did I mention the team of expert coaches that will be on hand? Their guidance alone is worth the trip. But it's more than just learning. It's about community. The summit offers invaluable networking opportunities. Meet fellow CEOs, share stories, learn from each other, and build lasting connections in this small, intimate event. We open only 25 seats, that's right, one-of-a-kind event, no large conference rooms with hundreds of people waiting to ask questions. So if you're looking to propel your business forward in a room full of ambitious, like-minded women, this is the event you want to register for. The Female Fitness CEO Summit is waiting. To learn all that is offered and reserve your spot, check out the link we will link in the show notes or go ahead and visit kristagurka.com slash 2023 CEO Summit today. Enrollment is now opening and will be closed as soon as we reach our 25-person limit. I hope to see you there. Let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Female Empowered Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Gurka. We got another great episode for you today. I think all the episodes are pretty great, but I think this one's really good because it's very actionable. So we're going to be talking today about should you drop that service, figuring out which of your offers are helping you grow and which might be keeping you stagnant or even costing you money. All right. And so one of the reasons I wanted to do this episode was because I, I, I did learn a lot by some really, I think the biggest lessons are evaluating which services to drop. So um. I can't remember when this was. It was definitely pre-2020. Um, but for sure we did a um 
we used to have mat classes at Pilates in the Grove, right? And I love the mat work. And a lot of Pilates instructors do love the mat work. And a lot of people that practice Pilates love the mat work because it's like, you can't cheat with it. It's very um, true to the method. Uh, so anyways, we had mat classes, but they weren't filling. They weren't selling. You know, people really, really wanted the reformer experience. And so when I evaluated, you know, what I really was losing in profitability and in client kind of satisfaction by having the mat classes at a prime time, especially on a weekend, you know, I had to make the hard decision of to, of actually to cancel and pull that service from our offerings. We also did this, and I know a lot of people are doing this recently too, with, um, on demand, live streaming. Coming out of 2020, it was very hot. And then at some point it became more work than it was worth for us as a studio. And so sometimes it's really important as a business owner or a team or somebody on your team to go back and look at, you know, review regularly which services are doing well, which are not doing well. Can you adjust them? And if not, when is it time to call it quits? And that's really what we're going to be talking about today. Now, why is it important? Why is it important? So um, one of the reasons it's important is right now there's a huge power in having niche markets. Okay. So there is a lot of the riches are in the niches, so to speak, right? So specialization. And having truly specialized programs catering catering to a specific clientele are really working right now, right? People don't have to have make have decision fatigue. They can go in, they know what they're getting. And so I think it's in order to ensure like your niche remains profitable and relevant, you want to be evaluating these things from time to time. All right. The other thing is being able to have like really strong emotional connections with your clients. Okay, so understanding why people are coming to you and which services they're really resonating with also creates an emotional connection. So people usually buy things based on emotion, not necessarily rational thinking. So it's important to really evaluate these things and so that we can stay up to date. Okay, we can stay on the cutting edge of what is on the rise. What can we do to stay ahead of the alternatives or at least maintain and really lean into like, we're not changing if that's going to be what your message is, right? Clients also expect things to change from time to time and grow and provide the most up-to-date kind of services. And so it's, it's, to be able to be willing to adapt and do what's best for the future of the company and best for your clientele, it's important to really watch these trends, watch how your services are evolving. Are they growing or are they dying? And if they're dying, make sure they don't take them, take you down with them. So, you know, regularly looking back, and when I say regularly, maybe quarterly, but at least annually at least once a year, you're looking back and you are looking at which performed the best, which services performed the best from a utilization perspective, 
And then also from a profitability perspective, because sometimes things that are performing the best that the most people are coming to may not be your most profitable. Okay. So usually if someone's in a class-based setting, classes and appointments, usually group classes are more profitable than one-on-one sessions are. That's not always the case. Everyone's a little bit different, but I would say generally, okay, group classes have more profitability. So you just want to know, it's not saying that you, it's not saying that it's all about profitability. Okay. It's also making sure that you're aligning with your personal values, maintaining your, your community connections and fulfilling both business and personal aspirations by the type of services that you are offering. Okay. And making sure that they do work for you and for your clients. So why is it important to evaluate your services regularly? So it's important to continue. So once right now we talked about why it's important to determine if you need to cut or not. The, now we're going to talk about why it's important to really be evaluating these services. Okay. One, you want to make sure that your services are profitable. And by profitable means that you as the business is keeping some money that you can either reinvest back into the business or do with it what you will, right? We want to make sure that our services are profitable. And if so, knowing which services are the most profitable, okay? We don't want to waste time and resources on unproductive services. The other thing it's, that's important on evaluating services is really making sure that clients are receiving the value, figuring out what are they getting out of it? What could be better? Is it good already? Is there little things you can tweak? Okay. So the other thing is we want to look at financial in order to be able to know these things, you want to look at the financial metrics, right? So you want to see how much revenue is each service generating. So how much revenue are your group classes generating? And if you have a variety of group classes, like how much revenue are your apparatus classes generating versus your non-apparatus classes? How much revenue are your one-on-one services generating? How much revenue are your Pilates services generating? How much revenue are your wellness or massage therapy services generating, right? Then once you have all of that, okay, how much revenue each of the individual services are generating, how, what is the profitability of each of those services? Because again, you could be generating a tremendous amount in one area, but that is not where you're the most profitable. So that's why it's important to look at financial metrics when you're evaluating these services, not just attendance. Then you want to really look at client feedback. Are clients satisfied? Okay. Have there been complaints about the service? Have there been feedback about maybe the instructor or the session itself? Are people, are what, what's your retention like for certain services? Then you want to evaluate operational metrics. So like how much staff time, equipment, resources, does this particular service consume, right? So if you have a group class and it takes up a large room, are you filling that room or do you have wasted space there? Does it take a lot of time to 
manage this service, like the signups, the links, like all of this stuff. Okay. How utilizes that service? So it's kind of like I said, if you're teaching a group class and the service, the room has 30 spots. So, you know, that's a large room. So the room has 30 spots, but only 10 of those spots are being utilized. Are you wasting that room? Could you be using it for something else? Next, you want to look at what kind of competitive analysis can you do in the market? Can you look at the alternatives in your area and are they offering the same service successfully? Are there serv are there alternatives in your area that are offering on-demand or live streaming services successfully? What are they maybe doing that you're not doing? Have people been able to come back in person more successfully than you have? What are they doing that you're not doing? How are you differentiating your version of the service versus the alternatives that are out there? So those are some things you want to look at as well. Okay, so you want to look at when you're evaluating these services, you want to look at how much money are they bringing in? How much profit are you keeping from that service? Are your clients enjoying the service and are they coming back for more, which will kind of go hand in hand with how much they're bringing in? And then how much is it costing you not necessarily in money to provide this service, but like in time, in space, equipment? Do you need two instructors to teach the class? So those are the things you want to look at when you're evaluating each individual service on your service product, okay, on your offer offerings and things. Now, so let's give some examples now of things that you can evaluate. And maybe what's working and what's not working. So let's talk first about a cash-based physical therapy practice. What if you are evaluating a type of service that you offer in a, a cash-based physical therapy setting? So let's say you offer massage therapy. And let's say in your head, you're thinking, oh, I don't really want to do massage as a physical therapist, but I know a lot of my patients need it. So I'm going to bring a massage therapist in and offer massage a couple of days a week. And you're going to pay this person hourly or what have you. Well, it's great in your head, but you want to look at, is this service generating revenue? Are people using this service? Is it costing you a room that you can't book something else in that service? All right. And is it profitable? So that's an, that's an example, right? Maybe there's new, more in-demand therapies, okay? And you can start phasing out older ones. What if you sell, you know, retail or products or supplements and they're not, you know, people aren't really buying them. Is that something you want to keep doing? Or do you have to go back to drawing board and reevaluate your marketing um, initiatives for that type of service? Okay, so now, Let's look at a Pilates studio, all right? What about evaluating the different types of classes you have on your schedule? So this is an exact example of what I said earlier with our mat classes. So we did have, I think, two mat classes a week, but they really weren't selling. And we had to use one of our apparatus rooms in order to provide that service. So what is more, so 
I could get 10, let's just say this, you could get 10 people into a mat room, let's just say, okay? And a mat class costs $20 a class. So that's max $200 a session. But you only get five people that come paying $20. That's $100 a session. You can also get seven reformers in that same room at a price point of $30 a class. If you get the same amount of people, five people paying $30, it's $150. Okay, so you'll be more profitable. You'll be generating more money. And then if you end up getting two more people because it's more profitable, you know, it's more of interest to your client base, then that's even more of a win. So that's something to consider. Or what if you have advanced classes on the schedule? A lot of them, but not that many people in your client base are ready for that class or appropriate for that class. So now you have five, six classes on the schedule where only 50% of people can come. Is it time to drop that service? Or is it time to reevaluate and say, well, if only four people come, can you split the room in half so you can have like, you know, an advanced class and an, and an all of us class happening at the same time, put some dividers up or something like that. I don't know. They're just things to think about, right? But this is what you want to talk. You know, this is what you want to, what, what you want to think about, right? Okay. What about a, um, any type of wellness business that's interested in selling um, supplements like nutrition, supplemental services, like nutrition or mindfulness, right? Let's see, are those going to be well, what's the word I'm looking for? Well-received by your client base. Maybe, maybe not. All right. Okay. So how do you go about making the decision to drop a service or keep the service? And how do you go about implementing the change to your schedule? Okay. So we talked one about why it's important to evaluate. Then we gave some examples of what kind of things you're evaluating, right? And then now we're going to talk about how do you make the decision to drop a service or not drop a service and how do you implement the change, okay? Number one, helping to make the decision is consult with your team. Let's look at maybe your money team you can consult with, maybe your leadership team, maybe your instructors, you know, maybe it's someone else, you have an advisory board or something. So Consult and get other people's ex opinions, or if you have a business coach, right? Getting their opinions to give you maybe some of the uh, things you might not be looking at or other alternatives is a good way to start making those kind of decisions. Then you want to come up with a transition period, right? So let's say you're going to phase out a certain class. We don't just want to say, oh, next week we're not going to be offering anymore. You want to start to phase it out. So whether that be a month or whether that be three months, making sure that you're very clearly communicating what's happening to your team as well as your clients so that everyone knows what's happening and everyone knows when it's going to happen. Nobody likes to be blindsided with anything. All right. Now, how are you going to start to reallocate those resources? How are you going to start to efficiently use some of the like saved resources, I guess, from the drop services for more profitable services. Are you going to reinvest it back into something? Are you going to put it into savings? Are you going to pay down debt? Are you going to buy a new piece of equipment so you can provide a new service, right? How are you going to reallocate those 
um, funds and resources, whether it be time, whether it be instructors, whether it be equipment, whether it be money, all right? Be very intentional with how you're going to do that. And then just like embrace it, embrace the adaptability of staying flexible in your business. All of these periodic evaluations are a sign of growth, really, right? You have to understand what serves you now, okay? What no longer serves you, right? Because again, things change, especially post-2020. So what served us prior to 2020 may not be what's serving us now. It might be different. It might be when you started your business and you were in a different phase of your life may not serve you anymore now that you're older at a different phase in your life. So it's okay to change your mind. And it's really why it's important to evaluate what is happening, what is not happening, right? Let's maybe take a leaf out of the all Marie Kondo's book, right? Imagine holding that underperforming service close and dear to your heart. Does it spark joy anymore? No? Well, maybe it's time to thank it for its service, just like that old sweater or blazer with shoulder pads that you still have in your in your closet that you haven't worn since 1985. All right. And gracefully let it go. Now, I know some of you listening are like, well, I wasn't even born in 1985. I don't want to hear from you. All right. I'm just kidding. But uh, we used to have, I think my first, my first interview that I ever had out of PT school, I had a yellow suit. I it was so awful and had shoulder pads in it. And I think I found it in my closet like five years ago. And I was like, why do I have this? It's like 20 years old, but anyways. All right. So let's remember, remember if it no longer sparks joy, if it's no longer serving you, it's okay to say goodbye. In fact, it's time to say goodbye. In business, as in our clients, it's all about decluttering, making space for what truly will succeed, what truly brings us joy. So let's tidy up, people. Keep your services joyful and your profits sparkling. Ring a ding ding. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's a short, sweet one today. What I want you to do, what I would love for you to do is set a time between now and maybe the end of the year where you're going to sit down and you're going to go through all your services and decide which ones you want to cut and decide which ones you're going to put more effort into. And then DM me over on Instagram. That's what I'd love for you to do. Share it with me. Let me know how I can help. Let me know what you thought. Okay. And until next time, bye for now. Hey there. Thanks so much for listening today. But before you go, could I ask you to take a minute? Okay. So maybe like two minutes and leave me an honest review about the podcast. It really does help me get this podcast in front of more women in healthcare, wellness, and fitness, and also really lets me know that I'm actually sharing information you all like to listen to. Thanks again, and catch you all on the next episode.